0: Welcome to the Joyful Health Show. I'm Aubrey, Registered
1: Dietitian. And I'm Casey, Personal Trainer. And together, we are here to help you discover joyful health by grace. Hey, friends, welcome to this week's episode, episode 30 where today we are getting to continue the conversation on body image. And today we are talking about how to really shift our focus from from how we look on the outside to being able to praise God for His works in creating us. So um, we are going to go ahead and get started. We're going to share a few personal stories, um, share some of the science that goes along with how it is harmful, why it's harmful to simply focus on our outward appearance, how that affects our body image, and then kind of how to make that shift and to renew our minds with with how God sees us and how we can see Him as well and how that is going to really improve and impact our health. Okay, so Aubrey, um, why don't you share with us a story of how maybe you kind of saw the Lord help you make that switch from focusing on how you looked Um, how that was harmful in a way, and then how the Lord helped you to move into a new way of thinking and the impact on your life at that point.
0: Yeah. And this is um, such a pivotal part of, I think, my story. And I know so many of the people that I've got to work with story is that we we think we're doing the right thing by focusing on our looks and our weight. Um, maybe it's our muscle tone or, you know, whatever measurements that we're taking. We think we're doing the right thing, um, but we end up actually stealing from our health and our joy. And so I, I've i probably shared pieces of this story before, but when I was just getting out of or in dietetic school um, and just getting out of that, you know, I was coming out of a long career of swimming and academics and just sort of trying to find out who I was and what my purpose was. And I turned a lot to micromanaging my body um, and my intake. And I was really micromanaging my intake so that I could look a certain way. Um, I wanted to look like (laughs) I perceived health should look, right? Um, And The result of that was actually I lost my um, lost my period. I didn't have it for like several years, and I had been blaming, oh, I was on birth control for one year, and it had been like years since that (laughs) had happened. Um, So I got to a point in my marriage where I really um, desired to have children, and I was thinking, okay, this is a problem now. You know why I'm not having a period? Why I've I, quote, eat so healthy and I exercise, you know. I thought that what I was doing to um, get my body the right, quote, size and the right appearance was was healthy for me, but it was really, it was really stealing from my physical health and then also from my relationships um, with my husband, with my parents, it was creating just kind of like this judgmental attitude in me. Um, and and a very real, like, scientific physiological level, um, it can cause like when you're depleted, you can have more anxiety symptoms and more, um, mood swings and those things. So it was all tied together. Um, and the Lord started to reshape my mind when it came to food and my body and nourishing myself, um, and just kind of showed me that. Hey, we, I mean, it really started small, like, Hey, you're just not eating enough. Like I just kind of saw the science first, like, Oh, I'm not eating enough. I just need to eat more (laughs) and exercise a little less. And that will help me get my period back. And that's what it was really about at that point. Um, but as like, I took those first little steps, I also began to just see in God's word how my value wasn't dependent upon what I looked like or my perfect eating or exercising, and also that God had designed my body well um, and that he loved me for, it. there was no like, I love you if you're this size or I love you if you fit this body ideal. It was just like, I love you and I've saved you and I've called you and equipped you, no attachment to your body size, right? Um, And so through that process, I did eventually, you know, get my period back, have had several children. um, And it's been a long process. I won't say that I immediately was like, oh, wow, I'm so in awe of my body. Um, But uh, through like years of caring for my body, not from and not trying to change my body shape or size, I've begun to see like, wow, God's design is really cool. And Um, how amazing that, you know, for me, it has been like having children and nursing them. And, um, it has been like, Hey, look at this, like how cool that my body has been designed to do this. Um, and that uh, has just been an inspiring experience for me. Whereas before I couldn't, I couldn't even, that wasn't even in the works for me or in the cards for me when I was focusing so heavily on, my looks. Um, So that's just sort of the, I guess, the beginning and the way that God showed me that there was a different way to value my body apart from looks. But I know so many people who don't have children or maybe can't have children have different stories. And so Casey, um, could you share, share your experience with shifting from a focus on looks to maybe being more in awe of God's good gifts in your body.
1: Yeah um, okay since we are both writers we love um, to use alliteration and so <laughs> so I think of like um, how can we switch from being apologetic about what's absent about how we look and comparing ourselves to this person of oh I don't have this, and so there's an absence in me, so I have to change my body in order to fit that. And I also have to apologize for like, oh, I'm sorry, the way that I look. I'm apologizing to myself and to others, and I'm starting to catch myself doing that um, instead of simply just being a, in awe of God's abundance. And so being able to, being able to look for God's abundance versus like the absence of what I can't do or what or how I don't look. Is such a game changer um, for my mind, (laughs) for that mental health piece. Um, So I can tell stories of how when I was little, um, people, you know, whenever you're small, people try and picture like, oh, you look like your dad, or you look like your mom, or you have your dad's this, your mom's eyes, or or whatnot. And people always told me when I was little that, oh, you look just like your dad, and I thought it was the worst insult because. I was like, I don't look like a boy. <laughs> and, so, um, and so now I understand what they meant of, oh, my features were similar to my dad's facial features. Um, and now being um, a fitness instructor, I really take after my mom. She still teaches water aerobics. And so I have just like a muscular body type, even if I don't really work out. That's just how I look. And I know some of you are probably like, oh, well that's lucky. But also, um, you know, I have gotten comments too, of like my shoulders being really bulky and I shouldn't wear halter tops because it makes my shoulders look like bouldery. And and I know that, um, that women are really fighting to change that conversation about what a woman should look like, but I am starting to really appreciate looking like my family Um, being able to have these, like, even I have dark circles and I am now starting to appreciate those, even though those are just like, oh, such a faux pas and you should always cover up your dark circles under your eyes. But, but I know I see that my dad has those and I see, um, I see myself starting to look more like my sister as we grow older together. And it's just this like beautiful connection of instead of, um, instead of being able to see what I don't have, like. Oh, I have frizzy hair and it would be great if I didn't have that, like this girl with smooth, straight hair over there. But of course she's saying probably something else. Like, I wish I had some body or volume in my hair, you know, like the grass is always greener, Um, but the grass is always greenest where you water the grass. So I'm starting to water (laughs) the grass of my mind with abundance of, ah, look at all these things, look at all these ways that God has. Um, just etched into my features, into the landscape of my body, how I'm so closely connected to a family. Like we are not alone. We feel oftentimes alone in our body because we're the only one who shares this like one unique embodied experience. But just the fact that you look like somebody else is really cool, and um, and is really just like comforting when you do have those periods of feeling alone. Um, of being able to, you know, look like past generations. And you are carrying these genes of generations and generations. And that is amazing. Um, And that we have, like, adapted in so many different ways as human beings. And that God has, like, designed this from the beginning of time. And it's such a good design. And you talk about, too, about babies, too. And it's like, so many things have to go right for a baby to be born. It is incredible, miraculous ridiculous, like we have no control over it. God is an amazing designer if a baby is born, you know? Um, and so so yeah, I think um that has been a, a switch for me. And and yeah, now I'm like, well, I can't apologize for my body because this is how my family looks. And also I saw this um Dove campaign. They have these really powerful um exper- like social experiments that they air. Um, you can find them on YouTube. I should bring up the ones that y'all can Google it, but I'm sure you'll be able to find it. But it's about mothers and daughters. And um, we will talk about this too in a few more episodes about the link um, with our kids as well. Um, but that they interviewed the mother or they interviewed the, the daughters. And then they're like, what do you like about your body? Or what do you not like about your body? And anything that these daughters said, they're really small. I mean, ages like between like four and eight. And they would say, Oh, um, well, my, I think that my thighs are too big. And it's like, you look at that little girl, like, what? Like, where in the world did you get that from? And they interviewed the mom, and the mom, you can see that the mom's saying the same exact thing, like behind closed doors and like with the interviewer. And so you're like, oh, that's cuts to the heart (laughs) of being, um, being a mom of, of girls and being able to see like how I view my body directly impacts how my, um, kids view their bodies, but that, um, we can also use that link for, in a beautiful way of, oh, you look like me and we look like we're like, we're made in God's image. And to be able to talk about that, um, So, and I think, you know, and I've done a little bit of research on this too. So I'm going to share a little bit of that, Aubrey, but I also want to hear from you of like, why is there so much emphasis on our looks? And I think part of that, I mean, 50% of our brain is used for visual processing, which is, which is wild. Um, But, you know, we have to be able to recognize one another as individual people. So that's why we have, that's why we look different. Um we adapt to different environments and you know we when we are able to see each other we able to, we're able to be connected with people because you know humans we have to be um connected with one another and but but looks can also be tied to health like you were talking about like oh if that person looks um like we have all these subconscious thoughts about what is a good, you know, mate that would make strong children. And it's like, you know, men having broad shoulders and women having, women having like wider hips and, and all of these reproductive um, features or like your skin having an absence of disease and, and things like that, um, that can be tied back to health and survival and the like fitness of humanity. Um, but why do you think that we are still like, so, um, so focused on looks and how it relates to our health and how that connects to our body image.
0: Sure. I mean, I think you hit like the most foundational reasons that have probably been around since like the beginning Um, because we have always, we do identify someone's image. Like that's how we identify them, right? Like we just, okay, I see you are just in the same way that we um are babies and we learn like well, this thing, this round, this utensil with the round part on it is a spoon. This utensil with the pokey parts on it is a fork. Like we have to make connections and we have our vision to help with that. Now, and then the other the other thing is that yes, we are wired to, um, you know, from like a what we're attracted to state, we are wired to be attracted to. Fertility, so like in a female or in a male, and there's some interesting studies that show, um, you know, women think that <laughs> they need to be like usually far smaller and skinnier um, they uh, like to be attractive than what men actually find attractive. Um, Having having to do with like again what they say is like the ideal fertility body shape, um, and so there's there's that piece, but I think even. Bigger than that um, is just the culture that we live in. I think that this problem um, of just like a hyper focus on our looks is fairly recent in human history. Uh, certainly, there were standards of beauty and people were called beautiful and other people were called not so beautiful for all of history. But in the last, I don't know, 200 year, to 200 years, We have photography. Um, we have now we have social media. We have, um, just more images to compare ourselves to. Um, And we are wired to follow others, to follow someone, um, to compare our lives to someone. And, you know, as Christians, that's Jesus, right? Like that's who we're really wired to create our image after. And we're already made in his image. And now the work is to let him transform us even more into his image, but not just body, but soul, spirit. Um, And so we're often looking for someone to emulate. And I think um, that can manifest itself in trying to emulate somebody's appearance. We see somebody who has money or who maybe appears to have the life that we want to have. And we just subconsciously I think associate. Oh well, then I'm just going to make myself look like them, um, in every way, shape, and form that I can, and that's a lot easier now with like the frequency of which we're comparing ourselves to people, right? Like social media, um, you know, it's just it's everywhere, and it's not just our bodies. I think if you could, you can shift from a focus on your body to okay, well, I'm okay with my body now. To Focusing on how your house looks compared to somebody else's, or um, you know, there's any number of things, or how your career looks compared to somebody else's. We're just trying to to find somebody to emulate, and we know that Christ is that person. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think shifting and right, I you're gonna probably know the scripture, Casey and I won't know the exact address, but the scripture that talks about how like Um, there was nothing that we should look upon Jesus and like find him desirable or like, I don't, you know, like he didn't have anything outstanding about him physically, but he was, people were attracted to him, like crowds and crowds of people followed him, um, because of the love that he emanated. And that's, I think what we really, what we should really strive for, um, is to realize that we're made in his image, not just on a physical level, but on um, a soul and spiritual level, which means we have the capability with his power working in us to love like he loved um, and to attract people to the gospel. Um, So I think I just went down a giant rabbit hole, but (laughs) I want to know what just so, so typical if you've been here for a while. I I don't know what do you think about that? and is there any other um more specific ways you would say you know this focus on looks is harmful and and here's where it comes from?
1: Yeah, absolutely. yeah, so um, and I, and there's so many studies on how even just this many minutes of so being on social media makes you feel worse about yourself. It, it's like it doesn't even matter. And I started noticing that too when I was on social media and when I was off of like, how did I feel before? How did I feel after? Uh, did I ever feel better about myself after? No, I can answer no to that every single time. <laughs> and so part of that is like cleaning up your feed, which we've talked about before of like guarding your eyes and, and what you look at and what you take in and what becomes a part of you. Um, because like it's, something like only 8% of what we see visually in the day gets, um, processed consciously and the rest of it is unconscious. And that's how we make our decisions throughout the day. So what we see really deeply affects us in ways that we may not even be aware of. Um, and so, I mean, there's, I tried to just look up a few different studies as well. Um, but there are a few studies that say like merely thinking about what people disliked about their Appearance made them feel more depressed, um, and so, and we are um, in the middle of the new year and thinking about. Um, there's we are being bombarded with media from all sides of, hey, join this, um, join this program, this lifestyle program, and if it's, if it's anything that targets your body image and tell or tells you that you need to change your body in any form or fashion, make sure to capture that thought and. Is this going to make me feel better um, or worse? And you know, and because we are also like at Joyful Health, we we're not just focusing on yourself. We're going to talk about how we shift to being able to focus on the Lord as well. But um, be, like focusing on our outer appearance usually does more harm than good, and diets are such um, a deceptive way. That like, oh, you can you can feel better in your body, you can feel lighter by doing this. But we know from personal experience and from teaching so many people, this is why we do what we do, is because when people are tired of like the grueling, exhausting work of <laughs> having to like hyper focus on all of you know those micronutrients, like like you talked about Aubrey too, um leads to poor health, not just like on the outside, but on the inside of increased risk for heart disease higher hormonal dysfunction because you know, you're, you're cycling through, you're not allowing yourself to be stably nourished. Um, you have lower self-efficacy, which basically is, um, is your perceived ability to do things. <laughs> um, because if, if you fail on that diet or if you fail to meet the, like the pound requirements or the inches lost, then you feel like you've, you start to fail as a person and that gets internalized too. um, and you have a decreased ability to self-regulate your appetite. You have less enjoyment with food, and so we're like, no, bring back the joy. <laughs> um, you know, God, we get to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Um, and so, yeah, and you talked about too of like that we are being made, and God's we are made in God's image, and we're being made. Like He is making all things new. And so, um, in the verse, He said to I just looked it up just so that we could have a reference, but it's Isaiah 53 verse two, that, um, Jesus grew up before him, like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him, but he was the desire of nations. (laughs) And so it's like, ah, if I can make it my goal to not make myself attractive to people, but To when people look at me, that they could see God, that I could truly just really reflect God's image, then that is an eternal goal (laughs) worth aiming for um, when it comes to image. And so, um, and and that's the lie that we believe a lot of times is that we have to change ourselves, um, you know, with some other like program or whatnot. But like Adam and Eve were already made in God's image, and. The serpent said, oh, eat this, and you'll be like God. But they already were, and we already are. And so we get to rest in that and just allow His power to work in and through us, in our body, despising the shame, putting that aside um, for the joy set before us that is in Christ and, and knowing Him. Um, OK, so so the anchor verse that we have, which y'all have probably heard so many times, um, Psalm 139 Verse 14, Aubrey, would you like to read that for us and kind of talk about how we do make this shift from the harm of, um, focusing on outward appearance and even focusing on what our, what our own bodies can do because, um, we are all differently abled. And so even if we, if we go down that trail of, well, I am good because I'm really strong, then what happens when you get injured? What happens to your identity then? Um, the, but the joy of grace is, is that, that we are, um, our identity doesn't change in Christ. We are still made in his image. Um, so Aubrey, will you go through Psalm 139, 14 for us?
0: Yes. Okay. So in the ESV, it says, I praise you for, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Um, and then the NLT says, "Thank you for me making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it! So I love that. Um, yeah, or NLT translation there, talking about how we're just made so wonderfully complex, and that the workmanship of God is." Marvelous. We get to focus our attention on these things instead of focusing on what is missing or what is absent from um, our physical bodies. Because you know what? (laughs) Christ is made perfect, his grace is made perfect in our weakness. So even in that absence, um, that's where Christ comes in and makes us whole and makes us perfect and is glorified. Um, So I think just meditating on this verse that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, it's like, there's a great sense of awe in how God created each and every one of us. And we've lost that and we've traded it for like being the butt of someone's joke or our own joke or just, you know, making fun of ourselves, making fun of how we look or how our body acts or maybe our age or the things that we're lacking or can't do anymore. Um, but David really focuses on, um, just giving praise to God. And so, you know, you you was talked about how can we make this shift? Like, how can we make the shift from focusing on how we look um, to praising God for his good workmanship, no matter what our body can or can't do? Um, whether, you know, whether we are born fully able or we have, you know, a physical disability or we have um, a sickness that we're working through, or um, maybe we... Are just growing older, and we've lost some of the ability that we had as a youth. We can still have this sense of awe because, again, our identity is rooted in Christ and how amazing that God designed us and that He chose to dwell in this vessel of our bodies as the Holy Spirit and to give us power, um, to give us love and strength and everything that we need to do the works that he's called us to. So I think very practically, we can start with that realization, right, Um, of who we are and give praise, start with gratitude. And so this is what we made our Body Blessings course and our Body Blessings journal for is to just really shift your mindset to gratitude, gratitude for your personal body. What can it do? Um, it can, it can do something, right? I mean, there are amazing stories to me of people who um, have been on life support for years and years, right? And everyone thought, you know, oh, well, let's let's pull the plug. And this is getting into a totally <laughs> complex issue. Um, but then them coming back um, to like awareness and coming back to to life, but they they were alive all of that time. Um it just shows that like. Hey, everybody, you know, if there, if you are still here, there is something that God has you for, has you here for, and there's something we can give, um, gratitude for. So that's where I would, I would start. So praising him for my body, what can it do? Praising him for, um, all that he's done. That was kind of that first one, right? Um, and then praising him, um, for, what we can even do with our bodies. And so again, whatever that is for you, um, there is something that you can do with your body that is going to reflect the love of Christ. Um, So Casey, can you talk a little bit more about how we can do this like as a practice, tangibly in our day-to-day? Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, and I love how, I mean, if y'all forget all of this, then really use Psalm 139 verse 14 as your template and as your outline for making this shift, because you really can. It's starting with grace. The psalmist says, I praise you. Okay, so anytime we look in the mirror and we see something like, oh, if we have that thought in our spirit, um, then that is, that's the turning point for us to be able to notice those moments about our reflection, about um, you know, what we can or cannot do in a workout or, or with our kids or, or with other people, you know, in our jobs or whatnot, and to so be able to see, okay, um, where is that coming from? <laughs> um, how can I praise God in this moment instead, even, you know, when you're not feeling it, like our head and, and heart and hands are, they're all integrated. And so sometimes we need to what, let one lead and we're going to, we're going to let our mouth lead and speak, um, praise. Okay, God, I'm going to praise you for this. I don't feel it right now, but I'm going to praise you for these dark circles under my eyes. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I'm going to trust you to show me. <laughs> and I'm going to open my hands to that. Um so that that just kind of opens the doors, opens the gates of of thanksgiving. Um and then being able to see God's character and like you said, um I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And this is this is God fearfully and wonderfully making us. I mean, this is someone like, think of someone who is, um, a a local crafts person where, you know, there's like craft beer, there's, there's craft, all these little, um, little intricate things that this, this person is like hunched over, they're working, they're really excited about it. Um, this is how God was when he was making you, um, fearfully and, um, fearfully and wonderfully. So he takes great care. And so when you think, so when you start with that, like you know, complaint in the mirror or in your spirit, um, to be able to shift that to praise. Okay, God, I'm going to praise you, um, and then being able to see, like, because um, you are good, and and to be able to see His character um, in making you in that way, instead of just like the narrative of the world of like, well, these dark circles are bad because it shows that I'm tired and I'm not a person full of life, and it's like, okay. What, what does God say um, about himself? And he is the author of life. OK, I'm going to rest in that. Um, I don't feel it right now, but I'm going to rest in that. Um, and then, yeah, it's being able to see how complex your body truly is. Of like, OK, wow, um, I'm just going to, I guess I'll just go on the eye circle thing. <laughs> but if, if you have like one particular part of your body that you're just like really focused on and you really don't enjoy, then this is something you can kind of work through. Um, and being able to see um, how complex your, your body is and the, the way that God made you and be able to see like, oh, he's actually taking care of a ton of stuff right now. <laughs> like he's, he's holding me together. He's, uh, my heart and lungs have been going since the, be- since I've been alive on this earth. That's pretty amazing. Um, he has, you know, he's doing a lot and I'm focusing on this one thing and I'm complaining about it, you know, um, like he really cares for me. And, And so this is also in our, um, in our journal as well as being able to journal, like, thank you God for my body. Thank you for, for your body too, because Jesus had this experience of being in a body and to, and when you're not sure of like, how should I think about my body in this way? Look to scripture and see how did Jesus think about this or, or, you know, like, oh, he used his feet to, to walk everywhere and, and he, he washed others feet too, you know? And so like, how can I maybe serve somebody, um, in this way? And how can I go like reach outward instead of, um, complaining inward? And I mean, all this stuff is like, oh, that we have a lot of work to, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for myself, I have a lot of work to do (laughs) with this, but, but start small, just start with like one, one part of your body that you're not, um, not excited about right now. And to be able to speak this into your soul, um, the psalmist says, my soul knows this very well. Um, and the word soul just simply means life. It's the eternal part of you um, that, you know, you get to live in this body now, but our outward body now is wasting away our inward self. Our soul is being renewed day by day. Um, and so we get to, it's just like this dawning of a new day. It's this excitement, um, whereas the world sees us getting like, you know, this aging thing being a bad thing. We're like, Oh no, that means I'm getting closer. (laughs) I'm getting closer to like full redemption in the day of the Lord. And that is exciting. Um, and so, and part of that too, from like a practical thing is to, um, is to, we, we help you do this in our course as well. So if you're like, I don't know how to do that, to stop dieting, um, to stop weighing yourself, to stop measuring yourself. Um, I really want to, um, show up in my next fitness class that I teach and say, okay, these are the things we're not going to do. We're not going to count calories. Don't turn on your watches. Um, we are going to count it all as joy. (laughs) And so like, we're not going to count our mistakes. We are just going to move in love and shake off the shame. Um, and so Aubrey, I know you have a few notes too here and you're a big believer in nourishing yourself too, um, from a place of love and care. So, um, and once we can get to that place, how do we nourish ourselves from believing from okay, I don't have to be apologetic about what I don't have, but I can be in awe. Um, I can be in awe of God's abundance. How do we nourish ourselves in from that place?
0: Yeah, for sure. And um, I think a big piece of it is letting uh, letting the what weight your body weight. Um, and how, what you eat like that connection like let it go and or or at least put it aside um put it aside for a minute and just focus about how or think about how would i care for myself how would i feed myself how would i nourish myself differently if i believed that my body was good and that it was designed well um so many of us are trying to biohack our bodies we're trying to kind of trick them into being something different with these quick fixes or, um, different supplements and, you know, not to get into any one of those things, but this all imply all of these things implies imply that we weren't designed well, that our bodies were not designed well, they were not designed by a loving creator, that we can't trust them and we can't care for them. Um, But when we actually shift to giving our body what it needs, um, not restricting and micromanaging it, but listening to its cues, its hunger cues, its fullness cues, um, even just how we feel physically after eating a certain meal, um, or after maybe not eating a certain meal, When we consistently pay attention to that and we care for anything, if we consistently pay attention to something and care for it um, or someone in trust and hope, we begin to love and appreciate that thing more. And there's a great verse where Jesus talks about money, where he says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. But I think this principle um, is true for anything, whatever we're treasuring, focusing in our, our attention on, you know, in a, in a positive way, right? Like you don't, you don't treasure, treasuring things doesn't mean that you focus on it with like, uh, a distrust, right? <laughs> it means that you really in, enjoy it and care for it. Um, then the appreciation and love for it will follow. And so that's just a, That's something I say, start by nourishing yourself, start by caring for yourself, even when you don't necessarily love how your body looks or feel great in your body. Um, And sometimes that helps um, your body image change, just that act of caring for yourself. And so, yeah, we get into that um, a lot more in our Joyful Health course, but we also do you can also kind of start that practice with our body blessings journal, which is just where you start to become aware of your hunger and fullness cues and you start to, um, know what you're eating and how it makes you feel and how satisfied you are. And you can kind of see how your body's responding and start this, um, non-judgmental relationship with your body and nourishing it and caring for it. Um, and that can kind of lead into um, fuller freedom. And then, of course, if you want to go through the Joyful Health course, we talk a little bit more about just the basics of nourishment. You know, what do we need? What do our bodies actually need um, to function well? So that's that's why I even mentioned that because I think, again, we can start caring for ourselves before we're fully there, just like again, to give another parenting example, you know, there are days <laughs> where our precious children frustrate us and we don't really, you know, want to parent, but we can care for our kids from a place of love and do the things that we normally do, and then um, God can give us grace to love them that day.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think if we were fully there, like we wouldn't need Jesus. So that, um, is not the gospel. <laughs> so it's like, no, I, I do need help and I, and that's a good thing. Um, and so we will always need help in this life. And I think to deny that is to deny our need for Christ. Um, and so, and I think that's, yeah, such a beautiful thing that we are not there. We will not be be there. This life is a race, um, and race means struggle and to be able to manage our expectations when it comes to that, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna, this is going to be a continual work, but it's also an exciting work because we know the end of the story and it is good. And so like what we hope for is what we will live for. Um, and so, yeah, so being able to move in that direction, um, always looking for the radiance of the face of Christ Um, so yeah. And, and I had these other notes on movement and whatnot, but y'all and I, I really do feel more (laughs) like I'm not focused on myself when I do move. Like I just went to a fitness class and it just makes me feel like so empowered and so alive. And, and I'm not even like thinking about how my body looks. I'm just like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) which is unusual for me because I'm a 5 on the enneagram and that's like the head center and you're I'm in my head all the time and and so movement for me helps me get out of my head into my body and like into the world um and you know outward focus like you said sometimes there's this like serving others can help us can help us get there as well and I think you know that's that's the message of Jesus as well um and so okay Aubrey is there anything that we uh, can leave listeners with? I know we've, we've talked a lot, but, and I think really to just, when you forget everything, go back to Psalm 139, 14 with fresh eyes, with a fresh heart, with open hands. Um, what Aubrey, is there anything else like practical that you could recommend?
0: Yeah. Um, well, first I just want to reemphasize going back to that verse and just meditating on it and just asking yourself, What does this mean for how I live today in my body? What does this mean for my eating and my exercising and the way that I speak about my body and the things that I do with my body? What does it mean? And keep asking yourself those questions um, and just holding it up to the light of the truth that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Um, I, I just... I love what you said about getting out of your head and into your body, whether that's through movement, um, whether that's through serving somebody else with your body. Um, I think we have a great episode on community, um, with Casey's pastor from season two. Um, and I think sometimes even, you know, getting over the, the fear or the self-consciousness that we might have about getting involved in community, Um, And and just persistently seeking it and doing it and moving past the awkward can also help us get out of um, focusing on our own appearance and not, I do love social media. I do love, um, I love our online community and it's not, no one's posting pictures of themselves and comparing themselves on our course community. But I also think like, right, getting out um, in person and connecting with people can you know, get our focus off of ourselves and realize, like, hey, everyone's dealing. Everyone's like self conscious. You know, everyone's dealing with these things. No one's perfect, right? Um, there's always that phrase of like, people are thinking. You know, when you feel like, oh, everyone's judging me. I, I, it's like a mom wisdom of like, oh, they're more concerned with themselves than they are with <laughs> with you and oh, for what sure. you said. Right, hundred percent. Um, so that, and then also, I really enjoy getting outside in nature, if possible, as a really practical way to just broaden my vision um, away from like the narrow focus on my body and just like onto God's beautiful creation. Um, so, and and to praise in that space is amazing. Um, There's so many studies that show the benefits of that, but uh, yeah, go back to Psalm 139, 14, ask, ask the Lord to show you how that changes, um, how that can shift the way that you're caring for your body now or viewing your body or speaking about your body. Um, and just, yeah. And just write some of those things down and, and act on them. And maybe it's just one small step. So
1: yeah. Do you have anything else, Casey? Um, no, I think that's it for now. I mean, really being able to practice this too. Um, this is why we created the journal. This is why we have the course to um, just be that meeting space where, where you're like, I don't really know how to start doing this. Okay. So well just use the template that we have um, as a way to meet with the Lord, because you know, your body is the meeting space <laughs> with, with God. And sometimes we, um, we do get distracted. And so um, hopefully we can kind of help in that way of of what we've learned and what we can pass on and what we're still learning um because it's an it's an ever uh, changing process and path with God. So um yeah just be able to just pick up the journal, start working through it. Um we, you know, we elaborate on a lot more things in the course too. So we hope that helps y'all. Um yeah. Can I pray for us, Aubrey or would you like Yeah, I would love that. Okay. Um Heavenly Father, I thank you so much um, for creating us. Um, I feel like I've been asking for forgiveness a lot. But <laughs> but when I see what, you know, when I have overlooked or when I have complained or when I have um, disregarded the gift of my body, God, um, would you forgive us for that? Um, there is freedom and forgiveness. And you've already offered that freely to us. Um, and so I pray that we would receive your forgiveness and be able to step forward into this beautiful, amazing world that you have created for us and that we get to interact with, um, with the gift of our bodies and be able to see and hear and to smell and to touch and to taste, um, and be able to taste and see that you're good. And all of these things, um, connect back to you, our good father and, um, and just really complete our joy. And, um, I pray for each person who feels like, I don't know how to get out of this rut um, that I'm in in my head or with my body, um, that you would just be able to release them from that, um, that you have done the work that they are already made, and they're in your image, and they can rest in your grace. And from now on, just take your hand and and follow you, because you are with them. Um, In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. All right, guys. Yeah, and just to just to let you guys know, you if you're confused, you can actually get our um, Joyful Health course and bundle add on the Body Blessings course for free if you bundle it together. Um, and that's just so that we we saw a need. Our Joyful Health course is really about transforming your mindset around food and movement, and we saw a need to go even further with body image, and so that's what the Body Blessings journal and course. Are for us to just kind of help you have that extra support in that area, along with the community support that you get in the course and the group coaching um, and all of that. So, if you guys have any questions about any of it, make sure you email us at support at joyfulhealth.com. We would love to connect with you. But until next time, may you follow God's grace, or may you rest in God's grace, and may you follow
1: His joy. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening. A very special thank you to all our podcast guests, along with Dwayne Golbeck for podcast editing and Maddox Schuler for writing and recording our podcast music.